Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me today is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. That's good. That's good. We, we, took a, we took a week off. We took a little bit of a break. Seemed to be a good time to take a break as uh, there was a bit of a lull, and we're catching up pretty quick this week um, with uh, a legendary hero and whatnot. But uh, we have returned, and we have a, a little bit of a tease to give people. As you know, September is here, and Extra Life is around the corner. It's actually started. We have our Extra Life team set up for the Gamers Inn, and I wanted to tease that we are once again bringing back our uh, first game club of 2021, as voted on by the donors to our Extra Life campaign. Donate to Eddie or I, and you can have your voice heard. We'll have more details after this week's game club, so stay tuned for that, or check the show notes for details. We'll have it in there as well. Be sure to go to bit.ly slash TGI Extra Life 2020 if you want to check out the team and see what everyone's doing. Eddie, now that the housekeeping's out of the way, we've established it's September. Um, it's September, by the way. Summer is nearly over. So I want to I want to talk a little bit about uh, the most not the not necessarily the most requested change for the show, but one that kind of hit me last night as I was working on the show notes was we're thinking, and I think we have we're we're changing the way we report on banner end dates because uh, unlike you, Eddie, I'm not awake and summoning or looking to summon for that matter at one in the morning. Um, just before a banner closes out. Uh, so we've we've made this slight change to our reading, so don't be alarmed, especially if you're in Europe, which was something Eddie mentioned, um, in that uh, we're, we're going to be reporting on the last full day for North America on these banners. So when we say the date, you'll know you have a full 24 hours to, uh, to summon on. Does that make sense? Did I explain that correctly? Uh, close enough. Uh... Oh, perfect. You know what? That's 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 the type of professionalism we bring here on Summoner's Call. Close enough. No, sorry. What did I miss? Well, no, it's more just, you know, depending on when they get in to look at the banner for that full day, there might be less than 24 hours left on the banner. But Yeah, that's the definition of, of the closest shave. Gillette would be a fan of your definition of closest. Yes. <laughs> yes. If, if you have encountered me for more than five seconds, you know I love to pick nits. I've so. encountered you for at least an hour once a week as we do this show. It's We're, we're coming up on 120 episodes, man, so I, sh- I should have seen that yeah. coming. But uh, <laughs> all right, folks. Well, here, I'm going to read these banners, and uh, we've got some fun summons to talk about. Uh, running right now is the Weekly Revival Banner 6. Legendary Banner is running until the 6th of September. Brave Reprisals until the 6th as well. Hell, why don't we throw a double special heroes in there until the 6th? Hey, what? I got one more for you. How about Pirate's Pride until the 6th of September? A new future running until the 7th, and heroes with dual skills going until the 10th of September. Now, Eddie, it's been two weeks. How did your summoning go? Uh, well, I dove into the legendary Corrin banner, um, uh, pulling on blue and colors and hoping, uh, hoping to grab Nils from the blues since I didn't have him yet. Uh, I feel that Bramamon has been spending way too much time around Tharja, because uh, he's been stalking me like her. He was stalking me like her at the BMA 7 session, with four of him showing up on me, uh, before I did finally get a Corrin. Uh, I decided to be a little reckless and uh, continued nil something. Okay, fine. I was a lot reckless, because I got a Julia, three Nagas, a Mila on a no-blue wheel, 
before rounding out with yet another Bramamon on another no blue wheel. Uh, this morning, for the hell of it, I decided to YOLO with the orbs I had gather- gathered over the week, and the first summon I did was Nils. So, yeah, there's that. Nice. Uh, quite the yeah, journey. He was, he was stubborn when I was going way deeper than I intended to, but when it's like, eh, why not? He shows right up. Right. And for this Nils, you're just looking to complete your hero roster, right? That's what you're after? Yep. He's one of the ones missing from my hero catalog, so... And, you know, uh, legendary banner, although the risk of getting duplicate legendaries or mythics, which aren't necessarily bad, is there because, you know, I got those Nagas and Julias mm-hmm. uh, is sometimes better, depending, you know, when you're looking for one character, it's not guaranteed better, but a little bit better usually. I hear you. I hear you. Now, uh, this this should have been just a really quiet one for me because I, I when I, I took a week off, I kind of... I did pop into the game and I, I got my orbs and stuff, but I wasn't planning on doing any summoning as I just spent, not spent a lot of money, but spent a lot of orbs, did a lot of summoning for CYL4. And I'm, I kind of got like uh, that point where I'm like, I'm good. Like I'm, I'm, I don't need to run through trying to get a bunch of heroes. And certainly with corn, legendary corn, I was like, ah, you know what? I'll pass on this. I'll save up another color list for another day when I go to summon on the legendary banner. But I did decide to jump in and at least get the free summon of course why wouldn't i and i uh on the first colorless i was like oh nothing and then i was like ah there's one more colorless i'll just i'll just summon for the hell of it and the other one was bramamond which i had not had yet so uh bramamond has been added to my collection and i also did complete out my free summon for the um a new future banner and i think i picked up a second dimitri and merged him in i know he's got some he he was like the top in the mail. I couldn't have I couldn't have gotten Edelgard because I already chose her as a free summon. So, um, yeah. I I, uh, I got another Dimitri. So I didn't have that in the notes, but that's where I'm at. It's uh, it was really a quiet cu- quiet couple weeks from summoning, and I'm unsure as to whether the the next special hero coming or special heroes is gonna change that tune for me. I, usually after CYL, when I do a bunch of summoning, I take a step back and I I just kind of like you know, absorb as many orbs as I can until something really, truly special comes along. But uh, the dancing banners don't usually usually wow me. I don't know. But I've heard there might be some cool stuff coming. By I've heard, yep. I mean, I read Reddit. <laughs> so. uh, I haven't, didn't go dig into Reddit, Reddit. I just saw the teaser and, uh, you know, the hint that Faye dropped that, you know, was blatantly obvious because this is normally the time they do, do that type of banner, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, but before that banner gets here, we got a couple other things coming before it, uh, such as the Tempest Trials Plus and, uh, with a banner going for it as well, including a login bonus, all starting tomorrow on the 6th, uh, Colosseum and Ordeals Quest starting on the 7th, uh, that special hero banner there is starting on the 8th with a login bonus coming with it. We have the Tempest Trials Plus also starting that day as well. Uh, we also have a Bound Hero Battle Revival of Lynn and Florina starting on the 9th, as well as the winner of the last Forging Bonds Revival poll on Twitter uh, with the revival of Air of Light. I say the Forging Bonds, but it's the new Hero Banner Revival of Air of Light with the corresponding Forging Bonds of Beyond Blood, both starting on the 10th. 
Uh, that is the last day on the calendar as of now. So we don't know what, if anything's happening on the 11th or the 12th. Uh, expecting to get a new calendar, if not before then, by then. Hmm. But, well, the version update, I believe, is coming on the 9th or the 6th. I think it's the 9th. I'll the 6th say is tomorrow. probably the 6th, maybe 7th. Because yeah. I'm guessing we'll get the version update before we get the new banners. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because why do a mini, mini update to get put in the new characters when you just do it all together on the one version update? Yeah, no, I think you're right. It is the... It's either tomorrow or the seventh because there is a specific date because there is an event. Um, the phalanx stuff I think is starting on a specific date. So, um, but while yeah, but uh, I don't think that's till the fourteenth or something. Oh, there's something starting on the sixth. I'm I'm spacing on it. Um, but it might be. I while we're looking that up, I'll, I, I'll admit since we got all the info on the um, it's it's kind uh, of it's, Fey channel. I didn't really pay attention to what was in the note in the system. We we talk. It's funny. We talked about this earlier while we were prepping the show uh, yesterday, and it was like, oh yeah, do we need to talk about four point nine? Oh, that's coming soon. We already talked about it. Um, I'm just trying to see if there's a date, but uh, you're right. Frontline Phalanx is not starting until the fifteenth of September, so we should have, we will have the version update before then. Um, yep, and the trait fruits will be added to Arena. I think it said. Yeah. Yeah. In uh, resident battles on the week starting on the 8th but so we know it's before the 8th but i don't see a specific date there isn't a specific date i I don't even know if they've announced maintenance so uh we'll we'll obviously stay tuned for that and you know what because we spent time talking about it they they will probably do it tomorrow right after we post the show (laughs) i'm sure if i check the app store it's sitting there waiting to update right now of course it is of course it is well while that is uh percolating on your phone um let's talk about the next resplendent hero which is going to be om and he's dressed in emlian armor uh i'm going to be honest with you eddie i looked at this and i thought i don't see a big difference (laughs) like i love om I've subscribed to Fey Pass to get um, Erica's Resplendent Hero, and I'm fine with this one being our center, our center lineup for uh, this year or this month's subscribe for me. But uh, you I, mean you mean that slightly darker black on his arms and legs doesn't stick out to the with all the blue lining he has? I yeah okay like I'm himself. Kinda, I'm kind of zoomed in a bit now, and I'm kind of looking at it a little closer. And, and yeah, I can see it. <laughs> yeah, so. First time I saw it, it was not impressive to me. The only reason now is, yeah, I looked at a bigger picture right now and I realized, oh, that is actually a little more of a update than I realized. Yeah, I think it looks great. And again, like I think, I think with the Resplendent Heroes, you kind of get one where it's like it's a big change. Like I think Erica's was a huge change, and then you get some of these like Hectors and Alms, which are very light changes, right? And um, you can kind of swap back and forth. So I think this is one of those like. It's one of the cooler, lesser uh, sort of resplendent heroes, you know, like, um, yeah, so it's, yeah. Uh, it's not coming until the 10th. So uh, when I say until that's in five days is it this recording, but um, won't be, it'll be here before you know it, because that's how time works. Moving yes. quite quick. Speaking of time, I did pull up the um, note in the game and the update is scheduled for after 9 6 at 7 p.m so oh, there should you be up sometime tomorrow night 
So as you're listening to this, if you're if you're a keener, true. By the time we post it, it'll probably be sometime tonight. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Well, uh, let's get into the main uh, part of the show, which is the fact that we have a new legendary hero, and it's Corin. Da 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 da. Fates. Everyone's favorite. Yeah. Everyone was waiting for this hero. Wait. What do you mean? No one was waiting for this hero. <laughs> Everyone. Even I wasn't waiting for this hero. I figured it was uh, going to happen eventually, but I just yeah, I I like I figured we had time, <laughs> you know, like yeah. Uh, has there been a Robin? So, you think they would have done a Robin like before? They have Corn. done a Robin. They have done a Robin. See, this is the thing. Of course, yeah, they've done we, a Robin. We we label it as Grima, but a fallen or an evil female Robin, another colorless dragon, legendary hero. Legendary heroes have been around a lot longer than my brain let me think before i said that out loud yeah that's true we did have a we did have yep. a legendary agreement all and right well you then... could even argue that this might even be the evil legendary corn although technically not evil uh, but... technically not evil but we do have legendary corn on the banner with her are legendary erica legendary greed and fallen ike on red mythic naga legendary julia and nils on blue Legendary Hector, Legendary Gunthra, and Rinka on green. Uh, and colorless being somewhat quite stacked with Mythic Grandma, Mythic Mila, and our new hero, the legendary female Corrin here. Corrin, Child of Dusk. This version of Corrin, the Avatar unit from Fates, is a female version who sided with Nor. and joins heroes as a colorless infantry wind dragon legendary with Para. She wields Primordial Breath, which boosts her special count, and has the usual Dragonous Stone effect, uh, where at range of two, she attacks whichever is the weaker defense on her opponent, as well as giving her a plus five to the four combat stats, and further boosting her special cooldown by one for each of her attacks if her foe initiates combat. Uh, So both those effects will only happen if the foe initiates a combat in the uh, the foe initiating the combat is at full health. Otherwise, that won't trigger. Her legendary skill is her special, Negating Fang, which has a cooldown count of 3 and reduces damage from foe's attacks by 30%. And after triggering, it boosts Corrin's, uh, the damage of Corrin's next attack by 30% of her attack stat, which resets at the end of combat. I think that's just its way of saying if somehow it triggers in the second attack, it won't transfer over to a new battle. Um, She does not have any new skills, but does have Distant Counter. Uh, She also has the Tier 4 Joint Drive Attack skill and Shield Pulse. Right. Good stuff. I mean, that is definitely Legend. I'm going to be honest with everybody. I I haven't really been following uh, Legendary Corrin, but I will say this. We talked about this pre-show in that her art Something about it was like very familiar, um, because at the time, or, or I still haven't really gotten that far in in conquest. We, we speaking of game club, we kind of dropped it because we kind of we're getting late. It was getting long in the tooth that that version. And um, I remember I I had asked you was like my my recollection is less long in the tooth, more why are you still making these stupid decisions? <laughs> oh, that's right, the story stuff that was also a problem, but. I was trying to remember why my brain saw Legendary Corrin and thought that her her look and feel was very familiar. And it was uh, Fire Emblem Warriors. Uh, she's in that game. 
and you can dress her up in her as you said it was a noble was it noble norian armor this is sort uh, of her norian um, noble or something i think it's the advanced class technically okay something like that yeah but it's 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 just interesting how this stuff works so like firearm obviously has a a huge um you know sort of catalog of content but to think like oh, i never thought i'd bring up fire emblem warriors again it just uh it's been too long my friend when when it comes to fire emblem warriors and i i think that's one of those funny things like will we ever do a fire emblem warriors for game club probably not but uh maybe uh, it's not surprising that you didn't think you'd ever bring up fire emblem warriors fire emblem doesn't want to bring it up well could be worse you could be super mario galaxy 2 <laughs> but uh uh yeah um I, I again I just I like I, I think her art's great and again it reminded me of a game that I did I did enjoy. I I really liked Fire Emblem Warriors. Um I did not very much enjoy Fire Emblem Conquest because I remember enjoying Birthright and I'm like Conquest, why are you hurting me so? But uh I think she looks great. It was it was you know, we were bound to get a corn. This still means there's at least one other corn out there that we'll get eventually with male corn. Um will it be Possibly? Yeah, possibly. We still like, haven't gotten male Robin, so we may never. May, they may be just. Blah, 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 blah. I'm learning how to talk one of these decades. Uh, <laughs> maybe they'll just be happy with having only one Corrin or one Robin. I feel. Know? I feel like though, like with Fates, you have a better opportunity to do both without alienating the player base in the sense that you have multiple games to pull from. So if this is a conquest upgraded Corrin, you could do a birthright upgraded Corrin and do. Um, do a legendary possible i think that'd be really cool i mean to see them both appear in the game like i'd be fine with that as opposed to just and i mean if you were to do a legendary male robin you could just do a, a regular male robin right yep. as opposed to a, a grima under the influence of grima but yeah yep. i don't know i i again i don't i don't really know a whole lot about her uh her her kit or anything it's another legendary hero like i don't really look into that very <laughs> much but um yeah, you haven't had a chance to use her yet, right? So you're not really. No, but she looks really cool. I'll say that. Um, yep. I don't know if there's much else to say, right? Well, there is, of course, the usual thing to say, and that Ooh. all these legendary and mythic heroes will be returning at some point. So let's find out when now. Uh, in November, late November, Corrin will be returning. As of right now, is what the current plan is. In late December, Bramamon is planned to return. In January of 2021, Julia and Hector are scheduled to return. In February, Mila, Reed, and Gunther are scheduled to return. In March, Naga and Erica are scheduled to return. Now, I note that these are currently scheduled times because we actually had some shifting going around this month as well. Thrasir has shifted from December to October. Hell has shifted from October to November. And Lynn has shifted from November all the way out to January. Well, that'll make so. the uh, Auntie Lynn fans happy, right? Because she's not a she's not a fun green to summon on. I I know that. I get it. But mm -hmm. uh, I mean, all the um, early legendaries are kind of feeling old, wrong in the tooth. For yeah, lack of a better way to phrase it. I wonder when they start power, doing power creep. It is yeah. everywhere, including the legendary heroes. Oh, I feel you. I wonder when they start to say like, okay, here's the legendary year one sort of banner that you can summon on alongside all the new and fresh so that you don't get pity broken by the Lynn or whatever. Like something like a Might smaller... eventually do that. Probably 
They can probably go another year or two yeah. before they do that. Maybe they'll do it sooner rather than later because, you know, it is, you know, we're here in September and the earliest one coming back is November, where most of them aren't coming back till next February. And that's what, five months out? Yeah. <laughs> next February. That's, that's, that is a long time away. Assuming we get to next February, the way 2020 is going, and I'm sure Cthulhu has his uh, plans all set. Who knows if we'll see that far. I don't even want to get into the ramifications of February 2021. Um, we'll let the news cycle take care of that. Uh, moving right along, let us talk quickly about the new performing arts banner that is incoming shortly. We talked a little bit about this. We don't have any details as of this recording. But we do have the silhouettes for the early September special heroes, which dropped this morning on um, on Twitter. And the text does indicate it is due to be the yearly performing arts slash dancing banner. Um, I saw what I saw on Reddit was some people kind of guessing it could be a Deirdre. Um, oh, what's I had it and then I lost it. It was Deirdre and whoever whoever hangs around with Deirdre. I was going to say Julia, but that's not it. It's uh, maybe with someone else. It was a genealogy Sigurd. Sigurd? Yeah, Sigurd and Deidre? Yeah. Sigurd would be the Deirdre one, or maybe, I don't remember the, who the fa- the evil father was. Mm. Was it Arvis, or was Arvis the son? Evil son. I don't know. We just alienated a bunch yeah. of genealogy fans. Is that even genealogy? No, we just confirmed that we really don't know anything, and they <laughs> really need to announce and release that genealogy remake they're working on. Look, I'll, I'll make a promise here, and that is, when that game gets remade, or is available in English and and legally we can play it. I need to caveat all that because we will get we will get messages and emails. Uh, we, we'll play it. We'll play it on the show. It'll be it'll, we will bump whatever maybe we won't bump whatever game club we're doing, but it will get first in line. We will do a game club and be like now Eddie and I can speak directly to these games that have never made it over here. And yeah. I and like I, like three houses. I'll I'll play it on its own, and then eventually we'll do it on game club. But mm, and tease. Yeah, I'm fully up with Opera and Nero's desire for that to be the next remake they do, the next Echoes they do. Yeah. Because I would love to see some of these games that I've never seen, and that's kind of the top of my list, genealogy. Yeah, but then yeah. My, my thing is basically, like, I'm also not going to be super upset if it isn't the case. Cause again, but then again, I think Shadows of Valencia sets a great precedent for it being a Japanese-only game that gets remade and brought over here, right? Like, Yep. If the last Echoes game wasn't a remake of a Japanese-only game, I'd be like, ah, still a little hesitant, but Nintendo has already, or Intelligent Systems already proven that they can they can make that leap. Uh, speaking of leaps, let's jump into the Outrealm Gate and venture over to a Fire Emblem game in the uh, Fire Emblem series. Not Fire Emblem Heroes, but Fire Emblem Fate. Oof, whoa, sorry, folks. Fire Emblem Three Houses. I don't want to spook you there. Uh, Cinder Shadows. I don't know where I got Fates from. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't know either. We were uh, talking about it earlier, but you know, maybe, maybe. You know, I'm still, I'm still getting my legs are a little wobbly. I'm still getting my feet wet. All those analogies about being away for a week, uh, you can tell because I'm, I'm bringing fates up in game club conversation. Not a great thing to be doing. Yes, we're not doing fates. We're doing Fire Emblem Three Houses, Cinder Shadows, Chapter Five, Betrayal. Oh, nice and ominous t- chapter title there. Uh, after Alois shows up at the end of Chapter 4, we start Chapter 5 uh, talking with Rhea and convincing her to let the Ashen Wolves help Byleth and the other students handle the issue with Elfric's kidnapping. 
back in Abyss, we find out that the Ashen Wolves have the crest of the Four Apostles. And then we have a second uh, jaunt around the Abyss after the jaunt at the end of Chapter 4. Uh, with all the suspicion the dis- situation demands. At this point, Constance is even downing Alfric with everything that's been going on. As we head back into battle, Yuri approaches Byleth and arranges a date just after midnight in the Holy Ma- Mausoleum. I want to jump in on that because that just came out of left field for me when I was playing. I'm just like, there's been no prior hint that this character has even been my friend, let alone like, hey, man, you want to meet up after? And I'm like, where is this coming from? (laughs) It is fully intentional to be out of left field. And I agree with that. I'm totally fine with that. And I think it also speaks to the fact that this this side story feels like they were trying to tell a larger story condensed into like half the time. And I appreciate that it's a smaller story or at least a smaller amount of chapters, but it just feels like they, they rushed it. He's, he's set up as, as this conniving person, but then he like, he's jumping all over the place, you know? So what did you think this whole situation with the date was? I thought he was I like, again, cause like this is a, a game about relationships, right? So I thought, Oh, is this, is this guy asking me out on a date and is it going to be like a tea party up at the, up at the mausoleum? Of course this, this all okay. happened before what happens in the battle. And it was like, Oh, it was all. Okay. Just, uh... So you, you did take it at face value. Okay. I did. I, mean... I did very much. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'll meet you up there. Let's do this. Let's, uh, let's meet up at the Holy mausoleum. Uh, see where this goes. Start with tea. And you know, he's like, you said, he's good. We're going to have a great time. Which... I'm like, great. Cause I've been stuck in Which... this basement for like, last six weeks which once again shows the different way you and i address stories because i'm pretty sure even on my first one i'm like there's something way more to this whole tea thing than or this date thing than just a date you know it's coming out of left field no warning you know he's been kind of suspicious and i notice it even more having a heads up on what's actually what actually happens at the end of this chapter um Let me go and finish the chapter description before I explain what I mean by that. Uh, But um, so on the field, uh, on the field before the Ashen Wolves, uh, before the battle, the Ashen Wolves reaffirmed their conviction to help Elfric, and Yuri continues to be as cryptic as ever. After fighting through the uh, thugs that had kidnapped Elfric during and during the battle, Happy gets to show show the full force of her gift quote-unquote gift, as she sighs and brings many monsters into the battle with you, and against the enemies as well. But, um... Uh, as everyone is talking to Alfred, three more thugs around the Ashen Wolf, and Yuri turns on you, telling you nighty-night before he attacks you. We then learn that Alfred was behind everything, with Yuri assisting him, and they vanish into thin air. Uh, you really would think the monastery grounds would have something to prevent, you know, teleportation in and out of them, but apparently not. Uh, in discussing with the rest of the students, Claude realizes Yuri only pretended to attack Byleth, and their contemplation on where they went is interrupted by Rhea showing up, revealing that she figured out who the Ashen Wolves were, and Dimitri realizes that, realizes that Alfred wants to bring someone back to life. Ray explains, while the chalice can breathe life into a body, it cannot restore a spirit that has departed. 
and that Gerig Mach is the only place that the rite can be performed, mm-hmm. though that does not narrow the location options down that much. Alois comes running with a report that thieves are attacking and pillaging the t- town, uh, which kind of feels like a clear distraction to get the knights, you know, away from wherever Elfric's planning to do the ritual. Uh, and after they leave, Byleth tells uh, the other students of the quote-unquote date with Yuri, uh, which kind of feels obvious what the date was referring to now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. here's the thing about this chapter. It, it flooded back a bunch of conversations we've had over the last few weeks about um about Alfric and about not necessarily Yuri, but about Alfric, about uh, Rhea, um, and uh, Bylas mother. <laughs> uh, so I don't. I and again, I I fail to understand like when stuff starts in the chapter and when it doesn't. I kind of I, I it, this one was a little more wishy washy. But what I'll say is this: uh, my this is one of those rare times where I'm like. Elf, something seems up about Alfric. I don't normally, as has explained by our discussion on what happened with Yuri, between Yuri and Byleth, don't normally think too far ahead. Um, and with Alfric, though, something was off about him, and him turning completely evil uh, was a little surprising um, in the sense that it was almost too much. And then, and then you do get that payoff. And then you do get that immediate, uh, immediate um, ad- uh, addressment, addressing uh, in the next sort of story section when Yuri basically, you know, spells it all out for Elfric. But I think with Elfric in this chapter, it's very much like, oh, you're the bad guy. I guess we should have seen that coming. And oh, you were collecting these four kids and, and bringing them together so you could perform this, this rite. Also with Rhea, this is one of those situations that could have been solved by cell phones or teleportation for that matter. Is teleportation a dark art? Because only like the bad guys seem to do it. I don't know. (laughs) You know? Yeah. That's the other thing. It's like you'd think they'd have something so that you can't teleport in and attack out of nowhere or can't teleport out and run easily. Yet they're doing it all the time. And then Rhea has to run to get there instead of teleporting. So maybe teleporting is only a dark art? Maybe it just seems like yeah. you could have because she figured it out and she's like, "Oh my god, we gotta send word." And I'm like, I, "And part of it is that she is bringing the knights with her because she wants to confront with knights." But True. I mean, even if she showed up on time, unless she's carrying an item that gives an area around her preventing teleportation, they could have just as easily teleported when she showed up as opposed to before she showed up. Or she could spread yeah. wings, right? But te- that wouldn't stop teleporting. No. But that would get her there quicker. <laughs> True. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll leave that one there. Yeah. Um, I, I think but, that... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, what I was saying earlier is if you act, you know, you know, going through on my second playthrough or if you, you know, look back at uh, Yuri's behavior knowing what you know at the end of this chapter, you'll notice how, you know, he'll let you start down that the path of wondering and then quickly uh, change the topic a bunch of times. You know, oh, yeah, we can discuss that, or we can just look at what's right in front of our faces and deal with that, and stuff like that, you know? Just subtly shifting the theorizing away. Yeah. You know? It's, it, I, I think this, um, 
this chapter was uh like it was it was a it was a easier one like you're kind of I think you're there defending Alfred because at the start you're there to rescue him and you it's not revealed. You're there to rescue him. He joins you as a playable unit for this mm-hmm. chapter. Yeah. And it's pretty much a simple uh, a simple task in that you're just kind of like I kind of stayed in the middle for a little bit, kind of jutted out here and there. Um they you have the immediate you get the payoff of why Happy doesn't sigh, uh which I thought was uh really cool. I thought that was a great reveal. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, I did well, not. They kind of revealed it, was... it in chapter one, but did they? Like, well, well, they said like, "Oh, don't make her sigh," and I'm like, "Oh, why? Like, is it going to cause a giant explosion?" No, it summons well, monsters. Or did they say in, it summons monsters in chapter one? When you're chasing Happy down, you get to more or less where she is, and she says, "There, you know, this is too much work," and she sighs and then runs further away from you. Right. So. But does a monster a mon- appear? A monster appears. Why am I not remembering that? Oh, man. Okay. I think Linhart or Ash comes... What the... Where did that monster come from? Where did, that, did she just summon that monster or something like that? Okay. You know? Well, I mean, I think... I can't tell if maybe I just wasn't paying attention enough or this is your second playthrough and you're tainted by, by this experience, but... That could be I, part of it. You could know. be. It could be either or. But, but for me, it was like, oh, okay, that's a great great payoff in that she just oh, yeah. sighs it, it it was a little awkward the second time the way she was like she sighed three times in a row i'm like okay um you probably didn't need to sigh it's like three times in a row <laughs> it was like it was a little awkward but the monster showed up and i i mean the first monster that showed up didn't really help it kind of hindered because the monster actually picks what, up balthus grabbed balthus and carried him halfway across the map <laughs> yeah i'm like I thought, so what I thought was happening, because here's the thing, there's a, this is very much a side story DLC, and I feel like there's a bit of skip production here, because what happens is, in the discussion, Happy sighs, it causes some disturbance, and a lot of the enemies, quote-unquote, run away, but then Balthus goes in to attack, what I believe is he's going in to attack uh, Montre, or whatever, the bad guy, and... Yeah. Yeah, and then the monster... Uh, picks up Balthus or picks I thought the monster picked up Alfred because the, the screen goes dark and then there's discussion what felt to me like there should have been some artwork there to kind of explain what was going on I got it eventually Maybe. of course but it just felt very DLC-ish in that they didn't put they didn't put something there there should have been something there to, to show the scene um yeah and what happens is the monster you know picks up Balthus and runs away. And not none of them seem too concerned for Balthus's Balthus's safety, right? He, yeah. He, he's fine. He's fine. The mon- it happens all the time. Usually every time happy sighs, those monsters, they just pick up Balthus and he comes back a couple days later, a little worse for wear, but um he gets dropped in enemy like literally in enemy territory and I found that monster didn't do jack poop to anybody. Just kind of like took a couple hits from the enemies and then I was on my own. So, yeah, that monster wasn't doing much. No, but it was a distraction at least to get him back to the to the main event. But um, progressing through the map was fairly simple. There was a ballista there that caused some concerns with the uh, lower uh, armored units that we have. But um, once the second set of monsters were summoned, those were a little stronger. And they were able to distract the enemy a little more. Yeah. And I kind of just, you know, steamrolled through the, through the, through the chapter at that point. But, um, yeah, Yuri's betray. The other thing, like you said, like the map, the, the chapter being called Betrayal, like that's, mm-hmm. 
that's almost too that's almost too uh foreshadowing like that that yeah. either tells us that now that it tells us to depend like with the conversation with yuri i figured okay maybe yuri's up to something like maybe yuri's trying to separate us and try to get something you know he's trying to do something like obviously there's a betrayal that's going to happen in the chapter called betrayal but um it just feels like you're putting your cards on the table too soon uh in the sense that both Alfric and Yuri are revealed to be the quote unquote bad guys. So is Yuri a bad guy? No. Well that, I mean, that's the thing. Like I, I know cause I kept going until I got to the chapter six save. Like he's not the bad guy. Right. Yeah. And you know, once again, this may partially be hindsight, but you know, like the whole quote unquote date is him telling Violet, where they're going to be, where to go to save them, you know, and the whole discussion before the battle is him, you know, essentially trying to tell Violet, yeah, I'm going to betray you here. I don't want to. I have to, for whatever reasoning, like that he has to pay to Alfred for what Alfred did for him. He has to betray the Ashen Wolves in you at this time. Uh, But I, you know, I've put in this plan that hopefully we'll end this all well and good but yeah it's a gamble and i don't like usually making such gambles yeah and i mean the whole group is convinced immediately because like oh you're not hurt like that that attack looked like it should have hurt are you sure you're not hurt and Mm -hmm. uh i think that to me was one like as soon as yuri betrayed us i was like oh of course he did because someone had to be working with with this other guy and and but then once they're like oh but you're not hurt it's like oh never mind yeah it's a double a double double cross right so he's uh obviously gonna i'm i'm looking forward to when we discuss um we're thinking of doing the last two chapters next week i think that's something we're committing to but i'm looking forward to digging into those chapters because i have some questions <laughs> uh because some stuff starts pretty quick um and i feel like having played through once we play through those chapters those questions will be a little more informed um, because so you know who Alfred's resurrecting. Since I, you I, I got the sense you? they showed who it was, and I'm like, oh, that looks like a character that that we know and love. <laughs> so okay, uh, but I like the idea of explaining. Like, I thought this was very this is very good of them when they talk about the re- the the right of resurrection. Is it the right of is it right of resurrection? Right of rising, I think. Right of rising, thank you. They talk about how it can bring a physical form back, but not bring the spirit back. That's something you mentioned as well. In that, um, and this brings me back to my uh, my days uh, growing up. It's kind of like um, it's interesting the way they explain it, in that the right of rising is supposed to work for um, the goddess because the goddess's spirit never left. It's all around us. So if you give mm-hmm. the, 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 the goddess a, a physical form, the spirit can come back. And I thought that was an interesting way of explaining, like, yeah, it works for this specific purpose because of the way the, god, the goddess and the lore but is set even, up. even then, it do- didn't work. And, and even then, it didn't work, and, and I think, um, which is explained, like, either post-five or pre-six uh, chapter, they talk about how, like, oh, not enough blood was spilt, but again, like, that's... That's a slippery slope, um, and there's a That's reason they didn't try a it twice. Theory. It's a theory, and again, definition of slippery slope. Like you do not want to like test that yeah. theory, especially on four young, like especially in this scenario where you're, you're going to be sacrificing four students that have, uh, you know, trusted you for this long. But um, I, 
I'm interested to Considering see... Considering we're just doing Cinder Shadows here, we can't really explain why the original right did not work, but it is sort of explained in the game. It's explained in the main so, game? Sort of. So Which playthrough? I don't remember it. I don't remember the Rite of Rising coming up at all. Am I... Uh, the Rite of Rising itself did not come up at all. Okay. Um, and I don't want to say any more because it is heavy spoilers for someone who has never played Three Houses, so... Okay. Well, what I will say this, I'll spin it back around to my original point, was like, the idea of the Rite of Rising being for the specific, for the goddess bringing her back into a physical form is interesting because the repercussions of doing it to somebody who, where you have the physical form, but the spirit has dissipated, what does that mean? And kind of reminds me of um, our experience with sacred stones where uh, Leon or lion were, was bringing, was bringing back his father, which was a Mm -hmm. version of that. Right. Um, So, it's uh it's interesting. We'll see where it goes. Um all I'll say is like I wonder if Gerald will play a part or is he already dead? Is he not dead? Like I don't know. It's hard to tell with timelines and such. Um but uh we will find out soon enough. Did did you recognize the boss of this level? Uh should I have? Uh, the witch boss. He bo- only shows up in chapter 11. Really? Man, I'm terrible. My memory is Pretty shot. sure he did. I could be misremembering exactly when he shows up. But he dish, does show up on the uh, side of the Flame Emperor in the main game. Huh. No. Well, no, I didn't. Um, yeah, I'm so pretty sure. I Mitodi? could be misremembering myself. Metodi or Metodi. M-E-O-T-O-D-E-Y. You're right. You're right. Uh, chapter 11, Throne of Knowledge. So that's where you fight him. Throne of Knowledge, which is... Uh... Chapter all the well, chapter eleven. Huh. Yep. It's been a while. It's almost as if, Eddie, we are due up to play through three houses again for a I don't know, a charity event of some kind, maybe. Um Well, I think we're playing it for game club, but for that charity event, well why don't we let our listeners choose what route we play through there? That actually sounds like a great idea and almost makes it sound like we were totally on the same page uh earlier when we <laughs> When we uh, discussed it, <laughs> reference the intro that you have since deleted. Oh, I, great. So yeah, so yeah. Uh, anyways, um, we Eddie and I have come to the conclusion that what we're going to do this year for Extra Life. This is the announcement. Extra Life, as always, well, not as always. Last year when we did Extra Life, we accepted donations to Children's Miracle Network hospitals, ten dollars or more, donating to Eddie or I. And you can choose our uh, the next route we're going to play for three houses on Game Club. So, um, yeah, that's that's essentially where we're going. Uh, we are going to play three houses for Game Club, and it'll be our first Game Club in 2021. And you get to choose the route. Do you want us to play Church Route? Do you want us to play? Do you want Ryan to finally experience why Dimitri is so angry, but then is also still a cool character? Now, just to know, unlike Sacred Stones, we won't be splitting routes because different routes have different different numbers of chapters and almost completely different story, depending on what chapter you're in. Hmm. So it's a lot harder to compare notes than it was for Sacred Stones. Yes, exactly. Like, Sacred Stones was a good split, um, but we are uh, obviously going to 
to stay, state the fact that we we're going to do one route and, and kind of stick with it. That doesn't mean we won't do other three houses routes down the road. Of course, we want to we want to open a game club up to pretty much uh, any game we have our hands on. And you all know we have three houses. So that's kind of where we're at. Um, yep. You can and go most to most likely when we. Oh, sorry. No, I was just, I was just going to say you can go to donate bit.ly slash uh, TGI Extra Life 2020 and donate to Eddie or I $10 or more and include the route in your um donation comment and if you uh if you want to reach out specifically if you can't put it in the donation comment you want to just email us or hit us up on discord i'll count that as well but eddie you had some thoughts i was gonna say most likely when we return to three houses to do the other routes we'll skip act one yeah since it's pretty much the same we'll start with the chapter where things turn or act two itself yes yeah, we'll figure out, we'll have to do the homework on our end, but we won't uh, bog down the show with that. But we will, we are doing part one for our first game club of Three Houses. I know we, we it sounds like we are. Yeah, we're, we're definitely doing part one for this run through. It's just when we, you know, let's say the Extra Life chooses for us to do Golden Deer or mm-hmm. Blue Lions. When we go back to do Golden Deer or Black Eagles or Church Route, we'll just start at the turn point instead of go through all of act one again exactly Exactly. maybe we'll do one week where we discuss what choices we made during act one like who we made a dancer and other stuff like that Mm -hmm. but who we might might or might not have recruited during our act one second time through but yeah no i'm I'm looking forward to it and uh I, i look forward to hearing what people's thoughts are on what house we should play and Keep in mind, donations are open till December thirty first, so uh, you don't you don't have to. If you want to wait to donate, um, that's fine. We're going to be tallying votes all the way to the end of the year, and we will make an announcement in our first episode of twenty twenty one. So look forward to that, and we will obviously be pumping extra life from here until the end of December. So you will not forget. Uh, you will know of extra life, and uh, we we will have a lot of other fun stuff planned, and we'll talk about that in terms of like streaming and all that details, but we'll get back to that at a later date. We just wanted to kind of get the game club stuff ahead of time. So if you want to get your vote in early, you can go to bit.ly slash TGI extra life 2020, donate to Eddie or I, and we will, uh, we will shout you out on the show as well. I just, I just, I think that's a great way to kind of show your support to children's miracle network hospitals around the world. And uh, we'll show our support by giving you good old kudos on the show. Eddie, that is going to do it for our return from hiatus. I hope you all enjoyed your week off. Uh, I know I did. Got a lot of relaxing time with with the family and played some Fire Emblem Heroes and all that fun stuff. Uh, but uh, if you want to join in on the fun, go to our Fire Emblem channel in the Gamers in Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. You can also get our back catalog of episodes at gamersinpodcast.com slash Faye. Email the show, Faye at gamersinpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at R. Murphy, Eddie's at Drellfear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers Inn for show updates. Be sure to check out serenesforest.net, our go-to resource for Fire Emblem news and information. That's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week, and happy summoning. Mm-hmm.